but here's my point, okay? It's Division One football! And tonight, hey, it was BYOG, bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit. I got more gray hair than I've ever had. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. I've been losing, so, I mean, it ain't been good. I told them, how about them fucking dogs? That's what I told them. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And they run through our ass like shit through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop it. Could not stop him. Congratulations, Zach. Go Tigers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in week one Parlay Like a Champion podcast. We've got the boys together for the 2021 season. Fans are back in the stadium. We're back on the podcast. Let's go around the horn here for the guys on the pod this week. We've got Espo checking in from New York City. Josh, welcome to the pod week one. How are you feeling? Feeling great. Uh, Jeff, you already mentioned the fans. This, the season, uh, the preseason feels different this year, knowing there's going to be packed houses across the country. Um, I think that has me the most excited. Do you have Zombie uh, Nation been... currently like playing in your head nonstop? Uh, yeah, kind of. But we do start the week, the year on the road. So I'm just excited to see fucking belligerent college kids yelling at refs who are just trying to do their job in a 38 point blowout. Give the zebras a break. Also checking in from the Northeast, Maddie B. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, it's, it's good to be here. And also, we got two guys checking in from Virginia, the beautiful state of Virginia. First up, Mark. Welcome to the pod, baby. Week one. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome home, right? Big year for South Carolina. New regime. That's, quarterback question. Do we have answers on the quarterback yet? Well, our starting quarterback week one was coaching three weeks ago. Not Perfect. a big deal. He'll be fine. We'll talk about that later. I can't wait for alma mater picks. Go Cox. Excited to do the pod. And last but not least, rounding it out, we got Matt, also in Virginia. Matt, big week here for Virginia Tech. Week one. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Jeff. I'm, I'm really pumped to be here. I'm really looking forward to the conclusion of vodka season, uh, which is Friday at 5.59 in the start of cool weather and bourbon and ginger ale at 6 p.m. on Friday. Let's go. Never forget Eastern Michigan, Wyoming. Pounded a couple bourbon and ginger ales. Was that Friday night? Great time. Best Great kind time. of football. Great time. All right, so let's let's recap this. We're all together, five guys, five college allegiances, each week bringing together a five-game parlay. Each week, each guy will have two picks, the one pick that will make the parlay, another pick that just missed the cut, We'll break down alma mater picks and we'll just have regular banter because I'm sure we all have the same takes on every single team in college football. So this should be pretty dry, pretty boring, not a whole lot of fireworks, but you know, we'll try to spice it up here and there. I'm sure someone already has a hot take, like right on the tip of their tongue. South Carolina over four. Money. <laughs> the, bar is, the bar is extremely low. With that quarterback situation we just outlined, I'm confused how we can be so confident. It's okay. Positivity. That's the name of my game. I'm a Michigan guy. It's all I can think about is I have positive vibes. Nothing else really happens when it comes to game time. What, what are people, so we'll talk through our picks here in a minute, but it is week one week zero is behind us. We don't even need to talk about Nebraska. Like what is everybody most excited about this weekend? Like what is what's circled? What are we all pumped up to watch this weekend? I guess I'll go Jeff. I'm, I'm really excited as a Virginia tech Hokie fan to see whether we can win a home game against a ranked team 
We shall Sam see. Howell. Fuente, you know, bit on the hot seat. I think it's 10 wins or get out. That's I mean, like don't I mean, get that's out a lofty that's lofty bar. Yeah, it's a football school, Mark. Well, I also know Virginia Tech has never won a major championship in anything. I witnessed Virginia Tech and Justin Fuente ice a kicker from Liberty that weighed 250 pounds from the 59-yard line. There is no hope. He's lost the team. The calendar year doesn't make a difference. Already dead and buried. Fuente. Dead and buried. Funeral was held last year. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to say. You can't lose the Liberty football or Liberty anything. Who gets fired first, Fuente or Harbaugh, Rob? No. I think they get fired the same year. Next year. Mm. Well, next next year could be twenty. It could be January. You know, Fuente gets fired. Well, Fuente's contracts out this year, so tough, tough. Harbaugh just signed an extension. Don't know what that's all. Yeah. Okay. We'll go. We'll go Fuente then. Here we go. Okay. What are we thinking about uh, the Nittany Lions? Um, I'm excited. I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, really terrible year last year. Kind of everything that went wrong could have gone wrong. But, like, Sean Clifford did win 11 games as our starting quarterback two years ago. Um, this coordinator, new offensive coordinator, Urich, who we took from Texas, was Franklin's number one choice last year. Um, so I'm excited. Um but we have to play at Ohio State, and we open the season at Wisconsin, which is Gauntlet. difficult. So, uh, you know, not easy, um, but I'm always positive when it comes to the boys in blue and white. You know what I mean? Also, we'll be making an appearance at uh, in Happy Valley for Penn State-Auburn, uh, the whiteout, in a few weeks. So we'll have boots on the ground for the parlay that week. Should be a good wow. one. Nice. Big we game. are. Whiteout. Big time. All right, what else, boys? Before we get into this parlay pick and we start outlining all the picks this year, what else do we have? We've got Clemson, Georgia. We've got top five matchup. What else this week is worth noting before we get jumping into the picks? I think uh, I think a lot of Heisman hopeful quarterbacks this year. Interested to see how some of them play. You've got Daniels at Georgia. Everyone thinks Georgia's going to have a great year. Howell at UNC. Uh, Ritter at Cincy. Rattler at Oklahoma, Malik Willis at Liberty, if you want to throw his name into it. I think there are a ton of quarterbacks that haven't – I mean, granted, we haven't played any games yet, but it feels like nobody is really separated from the pack yet in terms of, you know, number one overall pick type of deal as far, you know, as, far as quarterbacks go. So keep an eye on that, which teams go undefeated, which, you know, which of those quarterbacks that go undefeated win the Heisman number one overall pick, that sort of stuff. There's a lot of possibilities. Guys well, getting paid, too. I love that. When? 1.4 mil? Yeah, Mark, I do agree with your kind of the leader of the pack thing, but I do think that if Rattler kind of just does his job, he should go number one relatively easily. Um, but last year there was Trevor Lawrence. The year before there was Trevor Lawrence. So I totally, I totally see what you're saying with, like, there's not that clear separated class. Um, don't leave out Sean Clifford from Penn State on that list. Thank you. Oh, very much. That was an omission. Sorry. Or, is it, or Zeb from South Carolina, the grad assistant. You have Rattler <laughs> that high up. Like, I, I, I feel like that guy's kind of nebbish. I mean, he looks no, like he's very every single mock. Injured. Every single mock has him going number one overall. Yeah. yeah you best know, the odds I, for the Heisman. I think Sam Howell is better than him. I think even 
uh, JT Daniels at Georgia. If Georgia goes undefeated or loses one game, I, th- I think you'll see JT Daniels climb up boards real fast. Um, a DJ, man. That guy's mm-hmm. a specimen. We'll he see what happens good. to DJ and Clemson. Well, it's DJ JT first week. I mean, yep. talk about a showcase game for both guys. Uh, sure, we'll touch on some in our picks, but um, both of those two JT going head to head. Yeah. Walk it in. <laughs> <laughs> talking golf, we talking football here. Uh, yeah, it should be a fun season. I think there's plenty of storylines, but the best part is fans are back in the stadium. We're back with a full slate. Every week we'll be breaking down the games. We'll be breaking down the picks. Unless somebody has anything that they really got to get off their chest, I think we got to jump into the picks. I, I think I think we need the top five right now for week one, uh, and we'll we'll get this thing rolling. So I'm going to turn over to you guys. Whoever feels the best, who wants to put it out there first, take the mic and run. Shoot, I'll go. Are we giving our A our A pick our, our parlay pick right give now? Us, give us B the pick. A. Give us I thought the it was B pick. No, no. Give us the A with the reasoning and then touch on what just missed the cut and add a couple of reasons why it just missed the cut. I like sure. That. All right. My, I'm going to start off real hot. Now, the listeners will find out soon enough that I have got a thing for home dogs. Okay. <laughs> but my first parlay pick of the season is not going to be a home dog. It's going to be an over. And we're going to go primetime, Monday night football, college style, Louisville, Ole Miss, over 75 and a half. Matt Corral, first team, all SEC preseason, Lane Kiffin, those two of them are going to love the spotlight this year. Matt Corral, fourth SEC player in history to lead the NCAA in total offense per game, uh, 385 yards. He ranked among the FBS top 10 in passing yards per game, touchdown passes, completion percentage, and passing efficiency in 2020. He's a stud. Lane Kiffin makes him even studlier. On the other side, Louisville, Scott Satterfield, embattled coach a little bit. I think he's kind of a sham. However, decent play caller, and he's resuming play calls, uh, play calling duties this year. So that might mean an uptick in offense for Louisville. Cunningham, the quarterback, also really, really good. He set the school record for passing efficiency uh, two seasons ago. Reason, uh, another reason I like the over in, the, in this game, both quarterbacks, as good as they are, have a tendency to turn it over sometimes, which means shorter fields. 75 and a half is the number. I think they can get to that number easily. Combined last year, points per game is 70. Ole Miss also gives up almost 40 points. Their defense stinks. Louisville's defense should not be very good. And take into the fact it's Monday night, only game on TV that night. And I think you're going to see the scoreboard light up. I don't like the relay for you if all things hold. Yeah. I mean, take us home. Take us home. I love that. I'm going to love that on Monday night, hopefully. Um, you want me to give my, my just missed the cut here? Yeah. Just touch on why it missed the cut. Yeah. So my B pick now, granted, these are B picks. They're not like D picks. You know, I love this pick, but I only had to pick one Minnesota plus 14 and a half home dog prime time. PJ Fleck. He's five and five as a home dog at Minnesota. Not bad. CJ Stroud coming in for Ohio State, inexperienced QB in a hostile primetime environment. Who knows how he's going to do? He's obviously a heralded guy, probably really talented, probably going to have a great year. Who knows? Maybe he emerges uh, emerges and has a Heisman-type year. 
Ohio State's going to win the game, but can they win by more than two touchdowns? I don't think so. Not in Minnesota, not in prime time, not against Tanner Morgan and Muhammad Ibrahim. I love the Gophers, plus 14 and a half. Book ending the weekend there with those two picks. Love it. Who's going next? I, well, uh, well, I was so- going to say, we had a Scott Satterfield suggestion earlier from Mark. I think we got to kick it to Espo here. Yeah, okay. so I'm, uh, I'm traveling to Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, Appalachian State's going to be taking on the Pirates of ECU and uh, on neither campus this year. But let me just hit you guys. I'm a, uh, for the listeners on the pod, I'm a big numbers guy. Um, that's kind of how my brain works. So let me give you some numbers that pertain to these two football teams. Appalachian State is returning 17 of 22 possible starters on their football team. 16 of those players are preseason all-conference team selections. The teams that play well, typically, historically, in the earlier weeks are the ones that are filled with the veterans who have on-field experience. Particularly in college football, the tackling can be a little bit sloppy in early season games. Appalachian State is returning their top two tacklers from last season. So I think that that bodes really well for a team that already only let up 22 points per game last year on the defensive side of the ball. They're returning both of their starting quarterbacks. So not only that, but Appalachian State's quarterback, who's coming in behind uh, a stud by the name of, I believe it was Zach Brown last year, number 15 for them. Um, This guy used to play football at Clemson. Once upon a time, he had a whole lot of arm talent. Something went awry. Sometimes fresh starts is all these guys need. Um, And so I love Appalachian State for the reason being of those those defensive stats, the offensive firepower that they could probably have. The line is only 10, so it's a little bit fishy and scares me a little bit. But when you go on Odd Shark and every other predictor around there, it's like a 22 to 24 point game. So I think Appalachian State rolls pretty easily, three score game. I'm actually going to put some of my own hard earned money separately, independently, maybe a two unit play here for the Mountaineers, folks. Um, so I'm rolling with App State minus 10 over the ECU Pirates. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but don't you kind of wish or hope every single time you see App State's depth chart, Armani Edwards is just going to be every there lining up a quarterback? Every time. And he's kind of like uh, in, no. in college basketball, you know, like Perry Ellis, Aaron Kraft, those guys just there forever. I, I just, in the back of my mind, Armani Edwards is still at App State. It's unbelievable. Well, now yeah, that we're good, where is he now? We just give guys eight year deals. I, I kind of feel that way with uh, the Martinez quarterbacks in Nebraska. Feels like literally since my bar mitzvah in 2004, <laughs> some guy named Martinez has been playing quarterback for Nebraska across multiple conferences. Might have been since your brisk. subpar, subpar football too. Yes. I don't need to see Armani Edwards ever again for the record. So, oh, I would love. Oh, it. hold on. Oh, we really? Forgot to, we forgot to do this to you, Jeff. But oh no! It's the it's actually the 14 year anniversary. That is so exciting. Who's next with their pick? <laughs> well, I have to talk about my B pick, no? Oh, well, yeah, Josh, let us know. Who missed the cut this week? Happy all anniversary, right. Jeff. Thank you. Cormac, <laughs> moving on to Espo's B pick now. For all the listeners out there, Jeff's a really sorry Michigan fan. and he Sorry? And I, he and I actually used to live together, and um, let's just say he was rather obnoxious as a Michigan fan in the first two years of Harbaugh. I don't blame him because I'm the same way now. Pot uh, kettle, man. Pot but, kettle. But, uh, I, Jeff, I full on just admitted I'm the same way now. I'm just calling a spade a spade here. That's okay. Anyways, 
Uh, Mark, a few minutes ago, said that JT Daniels, if they go undefeated, which they won't, could potentially win the Heisman. Um, so I'm actually going to fade him here. I'm going to go Clemson uh, as the favorite, minus three versus Georgia. Uh, I love that DJ Yugo away, however you pronounce his name. That was close. You just let it go a little too long. I, yeah, no, you just got to let it fly, just like DJ will Saturday. Uh, in, oh. in, in the Mayo Classic or whatever the hell the sponsor is. Uh, I love that he had to play at, at Notre Dame last year on the road on a whim. No they fans. Almost, there were no fans in the stands. It, it, it doesn't. Zero fans. Okay? He still had to play on the road in a big game, no in a top five matchup. I'm sorry. Do you want my they rushed the field. My pick or what? Uh, there, there was like maybe a thousand fans in the stadium. They rushed the field. Did you there, not see the field? There was week? there was like maybe it was a bunch of students. It wasn't anyways, a, it wasn't a night game environment. All right. Anyway, <laughs> there weren't no fans. I mean, he still on. played on the it's road. It's not Notre Dame at night. He still played on the road and still put up 40 plus points. Um, I think that these sometimes these spotlight like early season games can be too big for folks. Not going to be uh, an issue for him. Um, he's also going to have Justin Ross to depend on on the outside. And they also return 10 of 11 starters on defense. And, of course, Brent Venables is back. That guy's a maniac, always gets the boys fired up to play. Uh, and they also have Skowski back, the psycho linebacker who got kicked out of the semifinals against Ohio State last year. He's the heart and soul of the defensive side of the team. Um, you know, I just – I really don't have a whole lot of info on Georgia. Obviously, I know JT Daniels can sling it. A lot of their weapons, tight end, running back, wide receivers – are coming back. I just think Dabo's a better situational coach than Kirby Smart, and this is the type of game where you have to be a better situational coach. For that reason, I'm going to take Clemson minus three. I also feel like the public will be all over Georgia. Love it. Who's I that? like to pick Josh. Thanks, Matt. Um, I can go here. Uh, let's see. What do we got here for my A pick first of the season? Presented by Chipotle. Um, we're going to go Pittsburgh minus 37 and a half. Chipotle. Excuse me. What was that, Mark? Clarification. Matt's picks presented by Chipotle. Okay. Yes. This is Matt Rop's picks presented by Chipotle. That's a free ad. Um, Pittsburgh minus 37 and a half over UMass. So UMass, as everyone knows, is an absolute joke of a football program. They were that team last year that said they were not going to play football. Then half of the year, they decided playing football. So they would play a game like every month, like once a month, pretty much. So last year, and this is pretty much the same team, they lost by 41 to Georgia Southern. They lost by 41 to Marshall. They lost by 22 to FAU. And then they lost by 45 to Liberty. Now in those games, they scored one touchdown in four games. So I'm not sure what what you really think is has changed from last year. Pitt's pretty solid, always pretty solid. They return... Eight starters on offense. Obviously, Kenny Pickett's been there. Seems like five years at this point. Um, he'll probably carry a clipboard in the NFL as a backup for five to seven years, I'm going to guess. Uh, good size. Good size, Josh. He's got good size. I'll, I'll place a bet with you right now that he – over under five and a half years in the NFL for Kenny Pickett, I'll take I, I, I don't do futures that pen for seven years, but, you know, maybe we can talk about that offline. So, I mean, also return – can I do my pick? Six of the last uh, six of their top seven pass catchers, they return as well. So I know their defense is rebuilding a little bit. They lost, you know, a few key pieces, but it's typically kind of the heart and soul of the pit team anyway. So I, I trust they'll be extremely solid. I don't expect much out of UMass anyway. One of the worst offenses in the history of FBS last year. 
So if Pitt expects to be competitive in the Coastal, um, I think they'll pretty much be able to name their score against UMass. So we're going to go Pitt minus 37 and a half on Saturday. What missed the cut? Great question, Josh or uh, Jeff. Thank you. So my B pick, my B pick was Rutgers minus 14. It's now minus 15, I believe, uh, over Temple. And the reason I didn't make this my A pick is there's a lot of pressure in this parlay when the spotlight's on you, especially when you're kicking it off for the week, especially when you're kicking it off for the season. So I decided that I was going to go ahead and just skip the Thursday at 6.30 kickoff, not let the squad down, and let's see if uh, maybe someone else can carry the banner for the team. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on Rutgers as my – they're going to be my B pick, but uh, that was in second place for me. But you like it. But I like Rutgers a lot. Espo is notably high on Rutgers this year. Yeah. I mean, and they I'm, return I'm every offensive boat. starter. Every and single offensive starter. they bring in transfers left and right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just – I think that Shiano's a proven – yeah, he's really a proven college football coach. Like they're yeah. going to be a solid. Um, I mean, I follow recruiting pretty closely. Penn State has been dominating Jersey for a while, for the most part, and it's not saying that we still are not doing well, but he's made it more difficult. And the more success they have, the better he'll do. So, yeah, I have a lot of respect for Greg Schiano as long as he's at Rutgers. We should uh, we should kick it to Matty B to uh, kind of go off that. Well, I was going to say, I have a hard disagree on the, the U.S. pit game. I, I think they actually cover that one, but, you know. Oh, good good vibes. Good vibes only. Well, I, I mean, they you talked about how are they going to score touchdowns, and they just got a transfer in from Colorado. Um, they also got a transfer in from Notre Dame. So I think that slows down the game Sick. enough to keep them in it. But, you know, you are the king of the one and four, so I'll let you retain that title. Okay. I mean, Matty Beak. Take us home, man. What, what do you got this week for your A pick? Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm going to start off by saying this was not my A pick. I got backed into a corner here by the squad. You know, so many teams that are off limits don't want to hurt any feelings. You know, I can't pick against Michigan. I can't pick against Penn State. Can't pick against the Cox. Certainly can't pick against Virginia Tech when they get whomped by UNC and Sam Howell. But hey, you know, here we go. Um, we're going to go with Sluckers. Why? Because that's all that was left. Um, we're going to take them for all the reasons that were mentioned before. Uh, Shiano manages building a, a program there that you know is is now respectable. Uh, I think for years Rutgers have been kind of in the toilet and you know basically the laughing stock of the run punt run league. Um, but now hey, got some life, got some juice. Shiano man minus fourteen and a half. They definitely have juice. I want to look up what's the over under on the win total for Rutgers this year. Does anyone have that at the? At I would guess. I, I would guess six and a half. I will look it up. That feels high. I'm looking right now. I can't find it on the on the book, but that would be an interest. I'm just curious what the what the general season vibe is on Rutgers because I'm high on them too. I think they've got a chance to be better than most regular fans would think. Matty B, do you got a B pick? Uh, B pick. Yeah, B pick. I went over it. Um, UMass. Uh, I like I like okay. UMass because of those reasons. I thought it was kind of like, you know, you're getting 30. You're starting the game up 40 points. I mean, how do you lose? Um, but then again, it's UMass. Um, so, hey, you know, maybe maybe Matty Rob will, you know, 
pull that one out for us. Um, we're all. I think we're all hoping. Rutgers uh, win total is four and a half. By the way. Okay. Is it really? Six and a half felt high, but four and a half. I think low. Four and a half feels like Vegas is begging you to take the over. I'm in the Big Ten East. Big Ten East, I mean, right? So it's they play. They play Delaware. They play Syracuse. They play Temple. That's three right there. You would imagine they got Illinois. They could probably oh, knock off it. Maryland. Is Syracuse a guaranteed win for Rutgers? I mean, sadly, yeah. yes. Rutgers, Syracuse Rutgers is should so beat bad. Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. They'll I don't know. That's now, like going to Michigan. That's like comparing. You know. God, that's scary thought. Rutgers <laughs> hasn't going to the Syracuse hasn't recruited in a while. I don't. I, I can't name one player on Syracuse's team. They're uh, they're struggling the last couple they, of years. They what happened to them? Like the veto. The, they they got you know, they had that one year and things were riding high. They they extended their coach and it's just been gone to shit since. The papers should have bolted. You should have left. I might yeah. say that same thing about Fleck when the season's over. I'm not as high on Minnesota, and I feel like he should have struck when the iron was hot and got out of Minnesota. Tough place Probably. to recruit. He uh, he went 11 and two his third year at Minnesota, which is right. almost impossible to do. You you got to capitalize on that. He beat mm-hmm. Auburn in a New Year's game, no? Right, Year's right. Ball. Your stock is at an all time high. You're sell, never gonna, sell, sell. What are you trying to prove at that point, dude? Like that's right, that's right. All right. Well, then I'll take the mic for my for my two picks. So my A pick this week for the parlay, I'm taking Kansas State minus three against Stanford. I'm putting a lot of stock in what Espo said at the top of his pick. I want guys who have been there, who know what they're doing. That's Skylar Thompson back for a sixth year. I'll take him over some highly touted quarterbacks for Stanford, but neither guy has separated themselves throughout fall camp. Not really feeling like either one of them is going to be a, a, a problem for Kansas State. Granted, their defense is nothing to write home about, but they hit the transfer portal really hard, as many teams do nowadays. Brought in some starters. I think Kansas State offensively also brings Deuce Vaughn to the table, who is a freshman All-American, over a 1,000 scrimmage yards. I think Kansas State has enough firepower. I don't think they will be able to stop Stanford routinely, but I don't think Stanford's offense will pose as much of a threat. So I think Kansas State can get it done. Neutral site game in Dallas. I wish it was home for Kansas State. Stanford's not necessarily a great road team, but I'll still take Kansas State. It's now up to minus three this week. The pick that just missed the cut, Oregon State plus seven at Purdue. Oregon State is one of those sleepy teams like a Rutgers. Historically, terrible. Lately, not as bad. And that's primarily against the spread. Since 2018, Oregon State's 11-3 and as a road underdog, one of the best records in college football. They're breaking in a new quarterback, but Purdue's quarterback situation has been dire for a while, even with a guy like David Bell, who's – Espo, would you say the one of the best wide receivers not named Chris Olave in the Big Ten? Probably David Bell. Or Jahan Dotson, of I, course. I would, Thank I you. would say Olave is the clear one. Yes. And then – I mean, I do think Dotson's better, but Bell is excellent. And if he has a good year, yeah. he, could, he could be a late first rounder, but he's probably a second round pick. Yeah. Either way, in the Big Ten, he, he's a weapon. Um, Oregon State, I think they do enough things to cover that number on the road. It's a high number. 67 is the over-under. But at plus seven, I think they've got a chance to keep it close, possibly an outright win. Sticking with Kansas State, though, for the pick. And that's that's the parlay this week. So let's run it around the horn one more time for the listeners. Espo, who's your parlay pick this week? Appalachian State minus 10 versus East Carolina. Game is in Charlotte. Love it. Rop. 
Pittsburgh minus 37 and a half at home against UMass. You ass. Mark Cormack. I Louisville, respect him. Louisville Ole Miss over 75 and a half Monday night. And Matty B. Rutgers minus 14 in the dirty jurors against Temple. Love it. And I've got Kansas State minus two against Stanford. We've got a couple B picks in there. We got to go around the horn, alma mater picks before we wrap up here. So I'm just going to turn it over to you guys because I want to see who's feeling really good about their squad in week one. Whoever wants the mic, please take it. Bad radio, but Mark does not want the mic. So someone All else right, take cool. I'll go mic. ahead and go first here. Um, I mean, everyone knows Virginia Tech has the best entrance in collegiate sports. I don't think that can be argued. Do not trigger One me. of the best home field advantages used to be in all of college football. <laughs> caveat, Feels like caveat. it's been a while since they won one of these night games, stadiums packed, ESPN, all that stuff. But they used to – I mean, that's kind of what made them famous was those Thursday night games way back in the day. Um, like when Michael Vick was the quarterback? I'm or? usually pretty – I've been pretty pessimistic under Fuente the last couple of years, but all reports out it, the quarterback looks pretty good. I don't know if they'll win the game, but I trust enough to take Virginia Tech – and five and a half points at home on a Friday night in Lane Stadium. What's what's the kid's last name? Blastoid or something? Or Burmeister. So he's played four Close. games and he's a redshirt junior in his entire career. Like four years of being an athlete in college, and he started four games. And he's going up against a lot of good Heisman. players. From tiny acorns, right, Matt? Yeah. From Tiny Acorns, Mighty Oaks. Maybe All right, so this could be you, you'll wonder if Virginia Tech could have gotten one of those guys that he was behind, you know? Seems to I be was, there was uh, a lot of Justin them. Herbert. <laughs> I was pretty eager to grab the mic, but I'm glad that my friend Matt feels so confident. In the um, I'm feeling pretty confident in Penn State plus five and a half at Wisconsin. Um, first things first, line open at five. Public's all over Wisconsin. That bodes well. Uh, the last time at Penn State was a five-point dog to Wisconsin was when Ashburn, Virginia native Trace McSorley, who uh, didn't get recruited by Virginia Tech. Briar Woods High School. Won the Big Ten Championship in Indianapolis. Um, in all seriousness, Wisconsin is one of those teams in the Big Ten and in college football that's really good at like looking at film, making adjustments, being able to defend you that way. Week one, obviously, it's a much different story. We have a brand new offensive coordinator who, as I mentioned previously, Franklin uh, wanted to get two years ago, but was not able to yet. Um, last but not least, I will be with 15 of my close Penn State friends watching the game on Saturday. Vibes will be all time high. Uh, I don't if you had if you put a gun in my head and was like, you got to take Penn State money line. I don't know if I would do it. But I think we keep it like a three-point game. Um, potentially win, but I could see us losing by a field goal. I can't wait to watch that game. Whatever happens, I think it's going to be a really good start to Big it's Ten It's going to be a great fucking game. All right, let me keep it in the Big Ten here. I'm not taking a side in this Michigan game, but I'm going to take the over 66 and a half. Western Michigan's offense does have some firepower, and I think they, they will be able to score on Michigan. I don't like our defensive line at all. I have question marks about our DBs. Our linebackers are questionable at best. It does not look pretty on that side of the football for Michigan this year. And if Western Michigan can put up something in the 20s, I think Michigan will be able to score. I think we do have some athletes on offense, but I wouldn't – if Western 
creep past 30 wouldn't shock me either. And if they creep past 30, I think this is a, a shootout. Um, so I'm gonna take the over 66 and a half in that game. I don't want anything to do with the side because that will only let me down. So that's my somber take on the opening game of Michigan, Western Michigan this week. Even aside, geez, do you guys win? We win, we win, but we do okay. not, we might not cover. That's okay. why I was staying away from that. Michigan wins, but it's not pretty. I think it won't true. be pretty. Exactly. Michigan wins. It won't be pretty. All right. Who's next? Alma Mater picks. Matty B. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's been a tough week for the state of Louisiana, like in all seriousness. Um, you know, it's hard to like, you know, try to look at like tragedy and also look at like how that affects your sports team. I think it depends on how, you know, motivated you are. And I think, O is a master motivator of men um, and he'll figure out how to get it done. Um, I, I think it's a small number because UCLA, like I, I'm trying to think like Anthony Barr, I, I can't really even name that many UCLA, UCLA football players have actually gone on to do anything in the league. I don't really respect the Pac-12 at all. It just means more. Give me the Tigers minus three. I love the oh. Tigers this week. I love LSU. That line should be like eight and a half. People are high on UCLA this year. They return a no lot reason. of production from last DTR year. DTR is not doing anything. He's he, not. He went 10 for 20 against Hawaii. The right. play is, is the under. I already put a big one on the under. It's too easy. It's not going to get close. What's the, what's the, what's what's the total? 10 points? What's the total? Uh, I will say they're tackling like last 65. Year. Their tackling last year was awful. It was it was really bad. It was like they were afraid to catch COVID. Huh. I uh, I'll finish up the alma mater picks real quick. Big South Carolina fan. I'm higher than most people are on the season. I think over four wins is a lock. Uh, I don't know about getting to a bowl game. I would be thrilled if we did. Year one under Beamer. We play Eastern Illinois this week, 40 and a half point favorite. That's a lot of points for a new regime with a new offense being installed and a backup quarterback starting a quarterback. Another reason I like Eastern Illinois plus the points, they played in week zero. Now they lost, but the age old saying the best, your, your biggest uh, increase or improvement is from week one from game one to game two. So Eastern Illinois has that going for them. And I think South Carolina, given that the strength of their team is running back, offensive line, and tight end, it's going to be a lot of passes to the tight end and running the ball, which means the clock will be moving on Saturday. It's going to be tough to cover 40 and a half points when the clock is moving all game. So Eastern Illinois plus 40 and a half. South Carolina wins the game comfortably. They'll be able to play two quarterbacks. They'll get the backups in, but winning by six touchdowns is a really tall ask in this uh, circumstance for South Carolina. Okay. I love it. Boys, that puts week one picks in the books. Any other thoughts before we wrap this up and kick off week one of college football? I love it. It's going to be a fun one. We'll be back next week. We'll break down all the picks. There'll be some apologies. Actually, I hope there's no apologies. I hope not. B pick apologies, maybe, but no A pick apologies. We'll start this off with a big parlay win. We'll have some alma mater talk, maybe some hot seat chatter. Fuente, Harbaugh, Franklin. 
Let's see what happens. There's so <laughs> much excitement. No one knows. No one knows. We'll be back next week, week two, Parlay Like, Parlay like a Champion podcast. We'll see you all then. Enjoy football.